Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, a podcast hosted by me, Lou, and my uncle. Me, Dan. Hi. <laughs> Love the delay. <laughs> Where we take a random subject, something that interests us, something that might be in the news, and well, cast some views. So this week, we've got an announcement from Mark Zuckerberg um, that's happened recently. And this week's going to be all about the metaverse. Not specifically Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse, but metaverses in general. So I thought we'd start with Mark Zuckerberg's announcement about the metaverse, because obviously um, Facebook have changed their name, haven't they, recently? And from what I understand, I think that's because the whole marketing campaign is that they want to be more than just a social media platform. I thought it was to get away from some of the scandals, but yeah, let's go with that. Well, probably, yeah, probably also, probably also, because I feel like the name Facebook is even a little bit outdated now in, as well, to be honest. Um, but yeah, yeah, let's, so let's, go, an... let's go for the positive. Let's go for the positive. <laughs> So the metaverse was announced and Mark Zuckerberg had this amazing video where he was kind of stood in a virtual world. So what is the metaverse? From what I understand, the metaverse is an online space that is reliant on virtual reality to create a sense of presence in an online world almost. So imagine taking social media rather than hanging out with your mates on Zoom, you're in a virtual world with your friends. Yeah. They've got work applications for it as well. They talked about like the business applications and about, you know, with a new world with people working at home and that sort of thing, what what applications you might have. I mean, again, the difference between sitting around a virtual boardroom and sitting on Zoom, I'm I'm not sure what the benefits are, but that that was the kind of business application that they'd give they'd give them. And they showed everybody as having avatars and like their own spaces. And they were in this cool spaceship that was designed by some artist. And then they've got virtual art popping up everywhere that, again, has been designed by online artists. And it was really weird because to me, I, I see some billionaires in the world as kind of like the good guys. So your Elon Musk, to me, is kind of like if he wanted to be bad, he could be a supervillain. I was going to say, come but on. But he's it- not. Elon, so he's all right. Elon, Lou's mentioned you almost every episode. Come on, come, <laughs> come, jo- come on, come listen but, to us, but, come join us. But conversely, we ain't going to be sponsored by Meta anytime soon because I see Mark Zuckerberg as one of the supervillains of the world. <laughs> so I see him as like, is it Lex Luthor? Uh, yeah, yeah. As like, yeah, yeah. I see him as that kind of figure almost. Which I think is really funny because he was played by, was it Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there we go. There you go. We're in some weird metaverse right there. There's some freaky (laughs) shit going on just already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so I guess obviously it's kind of, I think COVID has probably hurried this concept along, to be honest. I mean, you know, we've all seen films where you look at kind of what the future has in store from us, where people are living in virtual worlds without the need to go outside and get any vitamin sun. And, um, I think it's a bit of a scary concept, to be honest, because it's almost kind of like teleporting your whole life online rather than enjoying the experiences that life actually has to offer you. I can understand in terms of COVID has made things difficult in terms of connecting with people, but I think that the metaverse is more aimed at the replacement of all forms of social media. And I feel like, again, I don't think that Facebook would... Oh, sorry, I don't think Meta would ever say this, but we know that social media sites were always designed to be addictive, don't we? Yes. Like they literally yeah. have teams dedicated to how they can make the platform more addictive and make people continue to scroll or continue to click or continue to like or continue to post. But, and, and I feel like, yeah, yeah, and, and this is the thing. Just as an aside, since our crypto episode, all I'm getting is crypto adverts on Facebook. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's creepy. It's creepy. You talk about something. Targeted ads are a real serious problem. And, and you know, I think that, again, Meta would never say this, but I feel like they're, the intention of the platform really is to drag people out of the real world. And I know that that must sound, even when I say it out loud, it makes me sound like a nutter, but I know that that sounds like a really far-fetched idea. But when you look at how far social media has come, what we can actually do with virtual reality now, I feel like it's a really dangerous concept and I don't like it at all, to be honest with you. I've seen people liken the metaverse to things that we already have, like online communities. You've got like GTA Online or you've got, I think I saw one liken it to Roblox or something like that. I've never played Roblox. Um, But to me, it's different because it is still a game that it's still... Yeah, I I guess you're kind of connecting with friends in some sort of virtual reality, but it isn't becoming your world. Virtual reality is a substitution for the world that you live in, in my mind. That's the way that I see it. Don't get me wrong. I would love to be able to, I I would love the concept of playing games, virtual reality, but for me, that's as far as it should go. I don't want to be sitting down in a virtual world, having a drink with my mates when I could be at a pub. I think that's a little bit strange. And I think that that's really where they're going with it. Like the way that the video marketed it, like they're all sat down around a table playing poker. And it's almost like, why would you not be doing that in real life as opposed to sitting at home? Is it, is it comfort? Is it ease? And is is it because they know that we're becoming lazy? It's just a really strange concept. I really don't like the idea. It seems a little bit not, I don't want to say evil, but it just seems a little bit controlling almost. I don't I don't like it. Firstly, when I hear metaverse, I just think of comic books. I, I think of like Marvel <laughs> and DC, but that's that's me, right? I think it was where I saw it defined as saying it's a, it's a mixing or a blurring of the real world, the virtual world, but also the augmented reality. Yeah. Now, I have mixed views. Part of me thinks where I could see it being brilliant and... I would have adored this when I was a kid going through school. Imagine if you're learning about the Romans or you're learning about dinosaurs or you're learning about medieval history. And imagine if you could be in there. Imagine your your history lesson, you're in the middle of a battle taking place on a, Ro- on, on a Roman battlefield or, or you're actually in the Colosseum. Yeah. I think that would be a fantastic. Imagine being amongst dinosaurs when you're learning about that, that, that period of history. So I think, the ability to make certain things immersive like that will be invaluable. But on the flip side of that, are we going to lose kids reading books and finding things out? Are they just going to be plugged in virtually nonstop? Yeah. Because as let, let's let's not kid ourselves. If, say, you, a, a kid is using this for a lot of education, then as soon as school's finished, then they're on their phone. And I'm doing the yeah. kids disservice, I guess, young generation. But there's going to be phones, gaming, etc. So that's one of the things I, I, I think I agree with you where I worry about. You touched on something interesting there as well, because I think that it has got a place in the world. But similarly to what you said about learning, for instance, I think it should be only to enhance things that we're doing as opposed to be a replacement for them. So yeah. when you look about learning, yeah, we can use it to enhance the experience of learning. When you look at gaming, we can use it to enhance the experience of gaming. But when you look at social media, this is actually, with the way that, again, it was presented um, in that initial launch, to me, it's presented as a replacement where they turned around and said, oh, you're meeting with your friends online because you want to jump on the metaverse with them. You're playing a game online with your mates in the metaverse. To me, it seems a replacement as opposed to an enhancement. It seems like a replacement for social interaction. And even to social media entirely, because even with social media, there is a limit as to how far you can go. Whereas this, this is 
we know that people are addicted to social media and I think it's dangerous we don't talk about it enough in reality I mean even if I looked at my screen time and you know what we should probably tweet these figures out afterwards I reckon I'd be <laughs> disgusted with my screen time because from the moment that I finish work I'm probably on my mobile the first thing I do when I wake up is probably check my mobile phone and I sit endlessly on some social media platforms just scrolling and I just think to myself now if I had the facility to spend time in a virtual world I think that a lot of people would have trouble acknowledging that it was a problem because they'd be in it too long. So this, sorry, this metaverse is, I'm assuming then it's going to be like a VR headset. Yeah, yeah. So they, from what I understand, Facebook and other companies have been working on like sunglass type headsets, like more basic ones, and then like the full on like VR headsets to basically put you in this immersive world. Yeah, you can be on your phone. And, and I'll admit, I'll put my hand up as well, um, virtually. I'll put my hand up and say that, yeah, when I wake up, I check my phone, check my emails, then checking the football scores. I'm checking Twitter to see, you know, have we had any more follows on the podcast? <laughs> Latest bands, I'm then checking online stuff. Yeah, we, we are online a lot, but when it's a phone in your hand, you can put it down and it's easy. I can, I can put it away. I don't have to respond yeah. to that text. I think if you're then in a virtual world, that's exactly it. You're in a world, you're, you're, you're going to get sucked into that. And yes, you could take the headset off. The difference being I am looking, when I'm looking at my phone, it's an obvious screen and it's an obvious website or an app. Whereas I think the danger is when it's a a virtual world, it's going to be harder to pull yourself away from that. And just to go back to something sorry, you said about, yeah, absolutely. I think it sh- if it can enhance things, that's where the value is. The thing about playing poker with friends at first, I was thinking, oh, well, it's good to kind of meet up with people around the world, like our cousin in Italy, et cetera, et cetera. But then I'm thinking, but how different is that now to Xbox Live or PlayStation Network where you can get a party? OK, you don't necessarily see the face, but you can get online and game. You can get online and chat. It's There are things out there already which I'd probably prefer over having to then buy more kit. Yeah. And let's let's face it. At some point, subscriptions are going to come in, right? That's yeah, obviously the monetization. Oh God, can you imagine DLC in the fucking metaverse? They're like, unfortunately, your subscription. Imagine you're you're just sitting around a virtual poker table with your mates. Your subscription runs out, and you just fucking dissipate into nothingness no, in front of their eyes. No, do you know what it'll be? It'll be like, right, you can only meet with three friends. You need the the multi friend pass to be able to have five. You're on the basic pass. Play with friends passes an extra $10 a month. You know? <laughs> Do you know what this feels like? This feels like a real life episode of Black Mirror, this concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because in our heads already, this is what we're doing. Yeah, okay, I'm with my friends. Oh, your friends are eating. You need the allow food DLC to be able to eat <laughs> virtual food. And, and but the thing is, we're laughing, but people then probably would pay real money to eat fake food in a fake world <laughs> yeah yeah maybe there's like a tier system so like to go to like fake michelin star restaurants in the metaverse <laughs> yeah. you need metaverse platinum <laughs> you get turned away by a, boun- a bloke playing bouncer at the door he's just like no unfortunately your subscription will not gain you entry into this premises i think we've seen it before in the past you've mentioned um did you say yes like it's Ro- roblox i think i've seen it likened to a runescape yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved Runescape when I was young. <laughs> there is a there is a big one. Well, I say big one. I've I've heard of it. I've seen it. I've never used it. I don't know anyone who has used it. But there was one called Second Life. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, I've not heard of that. That was one I believe, which was very similar. It was early two thousands. I think it's still going now. Oh, I've lost my I've lost my train of thought, of thought there. Um, wow, that doesn't happen too often. 
I, I, I just think, I don't know what I think. I've literally lost my train of thought there. <laughs> I'll tell you what then, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut in because I've got a, a good, oh, idea, a good, we talked about ads earlier, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So I think as well, it's like a marketing ploy. So imagine, for instance, at the minute you get targeted ads, don't you, that come up on your Facebook, you, you know, we've yes. had it before, I think. Yeah, yeah. One that we mentioned before, me and you talked about iconic Tottenham shirts and we both <laughs> spoke about the one that said Holston on yeah. it. Now, obviously, for anyone that knows Tottenham shirts, Holston was an iconic sponsor. Made some like there were yeah. some really cool shirts that, that sponsor on. And then that same night, you had on your Facebook feed adverts for that Holston, the Holston Spurs thing. top. Yep, yep. So imagine now Facebook are looking at it from a business perspective to say, okay, targeted ads. We know that we get people on adverts because we know what their interests are because we listen to them. That's what Facebook does. What if we could put them in a world in which we could tailor ads and also make them able to interact with these things. So let's say, for instance, you had car adverts and Facebook was able to, or sorry, Meta was able to virtually tailor your car advert to say, oh my God, we know that you're interested in this car. Come and have a look at it in a virtual garage. Yeah. I feel like that, when you look at what what services, wherever it's be holiday advertisements, they can put you on a virtual beach on a place. It's getting adverts to people and making money from people in a way that's even more invasive than it was before. Like, I think it's creepy when Facebook ads pop up, but I think that that's really what the business application is. It's tailor-making ads for people in a virtual world so that you can actually get them into that situation as well. Some of what you said, I don't necessarily disagree with, because it it kind of goes into what I was saying about the school. Like, if I'm after a car, if I could actually... Well, actually, look at that. Virtually see the car and and walk around it, see see the interior. For me, I think that's a good thing. I think that's where it adds a value for me. But where I I think it will lead into is, like you said, it'll be like, why do you need to go on holiday when you can sit on the beach wherever you want here here and now? You know, why why do you need to go out to see this when we'll give you entertainment here? Are you then just going to be sitting on on the sofa, walking around your living room, just experiencing fake things rather than, as I think you said it right at the start, then going out and actually seeing the real things. Yeah, yeah. This is what what I'm saying. I don't get, and and I think this may be what I was trying to say when I completely lost the plot. I don't get what it's trying to do other than be another thing to capture more people and basically to capture people. I don't get what it's it's giving because a lot of the things are already out there. PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, you know, WhatsApp. There are so many ways of communicating virtually Zoom, Teams. What's this doing other than putting you into a, a virtual world, which, again, is like isolating. It's doing more and more to keep you away from almost like real people. I, ironically, it wants you to socialize by not socializing. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is as well, something again concerning um, that was said by our favourite um, worldwide supervillain, Mark Zuckerberg, was that he said that it's going to be a replacement for the internet as we know it, was the way it was okay. said. And I look at that and I think, okay, the replacement from the is the internet that we know it. So he thinks that social media is good, but he thinks it doesn't go far enough. But he wants to eliminate the need for social media by essentially integrating social media into our actual lives by making it our actual lives so that makes no sense but you kind of get the gist of where i'm going so he wants to make social media our reality i think that's where he's going with it so the replacement for what we know as the internet to me is saying we want 
the metaverse to be in every home because we want this to be I, sh- I struggle with getting the concept out because it makes no sense to me and I don't w- I, I kind of don't <laughs> want to understand it because it scares me a little bit as well but that's what it is to me it's like a replacement for all of the the social media that you have at the minute because we are making social media your actual life yeah but we're not because it's a virtual life still it's it's a really strange concept see, I, I genuinely don't like it see at all. this is it right for me i yeah i use social media but for me it's something that i just want to look at i want to see how how that person's doing oh yeah they've they've gone to this place great if we were in a position where we'd want to be constantly in the presence of these people we could be doing that now so are we saying just because we don't have a virtual reality headset that we're not doing that uh, it's 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 almost trying to inf- this sounds really dramatic and it's probably you know and it's probably not what what's after but it just feels like it's then gonna force a, a forced socialization socializing i think it, it's, yeah. it's gonna make us do more than what we're currently doing now um you know all those uh pictures of people's dinners you'll be able to almost virtually smell them (laughs) on on the instagram post yeah yeah imagine being able when everybody posts pictures of their crap christmas dinners on christmas day being able to meet up with them in the metaverse stand in their virtual kitchen and tell them that their christmas (laughs) dinner looks shit amazing but what i don't get right so so i've said where i could see it being brilliant so education learning i've been to new york love new york if i'd want if i'd before i go go there I could walk down a couple of the streets. I, I could get an, a, a feel for what New York would be like or Chicago, Las Vegas. That I get, right? What I don't get is I think he what what he said is that eventually it's going to be, well, it says shop, socialise and take part in leisure activities. So I get the socialise. I get the leisure activities. But it's like the shop, what we're going to do, we'll, you know, it's like walk into a clothes shop and virtually try something on i don't get no no but yeah but this is what it is so that. in the metaverse everybody's got their avatar and they advertised as well shops where you do try on outfits for your virtual avatar and you buy outfits for your virtual avatar and to me i was just like hang on a minute this is dlc <laughs> right and everybody hates dlc but this is dlc and loot boxes but taken to an entirely monstrous level because imagine you're going into the metaverse and so you, you see one of your mates, you'll be like, oh my God, I really love your virtual Christian Louboutins. Well, I wasn't sure though if it meant that or it's almost like you'd walk into a a clothes store and you'd buy it and it would be, you'd get it physically, it would be delivered to you. Do you, do you see what I mean? I was, I'm not sure right, if they're right, trying right. to do okay, that. Okay, sorry, yeah, sorry. You could oh, be right. Yeah, no, yeah. you could be right. I don't know. You know, it's like, a, oh, let, I don't know, let's, uh, let's walk into... The, the Gucci store. Yeah, this shirt looks nice. The thing is, until you get it and try it on, you never know what something looks like. So if that's the way they're going to take it, again, that's not for me. Having to look at something and think, oh, yeah, that looks great. But then I still want to go and see the physical item. I couldn't. Yeah. If, if that's the way they're going to take the shopping side of things, I, I you know, like I said, I, I don't know. Yeah, I I just I find it really strange. I mean, I'm going to use a reference here. Now, have you ever seen the film Wally, the Disney film? No, no, I haven't. Right, okay. Basically, it's a post-apocalyptic Earth. Um, Earth basically we destroyed it, and basically the the world has moved on. So it's 700 years in the future. It's a Pixar film, brilliant yeah, film by yeah. the way. I love it. 
and basically everybody every human that exists lives on like these spaceships and they're all in these chairs and they're all about 30 stone and they've all got like virtual screens in front of them <laughs> and they the, the chairs carry you along but they're like hovering so it's like a wheelchair but it hovers so that's how you get everywhere because people are too fat to walk obviously and then there's two guys rolling along next to each other looking at each other on their virtual screens and they're saying oh do you want to play around a virtual golf today and they're like nah i did that yesterday don't want to play around a virtual golf today he's like well what do you want to do today oh, i don't know that's what this reminds me of like yeah. bringing us to a point where we are actually not living life anymore and i think that's a really scary concept and the thing is as well i feel like it seems so far-fetched to us because it seems like, oh, no, but, you know, people would still enjoy the joys of, like, you know, living living life and having real-life experiences. But in reality, the metaverse isn't really targeted at anybody, I reckon, over the age of 30. The metaverse is there to capture the generation that's got into NFTs, cryptocurrency, all digital forms of, like, investment as well. I think those are the people that it's targeted at because the generation above that, no, I no, generation. See, I think it's targeting everyone because if you if you think about it right, the smartphone came in and at first no one could have had a smartphone, right? But now pretty much everyone has. Doesn't matter what age, in your eighties, people have got smartphones and people in their eighties are using Facebook. The thing that'll happen, I'm thinking, and again, you know, we're we're really looking at the negative side, it's gonna be targeted. So could you imagine like for me, I, I love my vinyl. Uh, my, my music now i never got to see certain bands when i was younger now could you imagine paying a, a virtual ticket to go see a concert by the beatles or by the rolling stones and and it, it would be probably like one of their iconic concerts it's their virtual avatars imagine they could virtualize the world cup finals the 1966 yeah. world cup final you could go and be part of the, the crowd watching that it's going to target all sorts of demographics for various reasons. And I think that's what's going to be the pull for people into it. It'll be, oh, like, Dad, oh, do you remember that band you really liked when you were a kid? Or, or do you remember that car that you always wanted in the 60s or, or whatever? We could drive that car virtually. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to do in a, in a, in a way of getting everyone. And, and to go back, sorry, to what you said, exactly. When you were talking about living virtually, I had this image that, yeah, everyone's got these glasses on. And when alien life does come, they're just going to fly the fuck off because they're going to say there is no intelligent life here. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. 100%. I mentioned it in one of the earlier podcasts. I said um, there was a band, a CD I had, Orbital, years ago. And in the cover art, it was a picture of God wearing a virtual reality headset. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be. We're going to be almost like the gods of our own domains. We're, we're, everyone's going to have these glasses on and we're creating our own world around us. And, and that's what it's going to be. I think that's what's going to be the draw. People may be living in a world that they are creating, that they are calling the shots in, for want of a better term. I don't know. I mean, I've read a couple of articles as well talking about the concept. Business Insider really didn't have many nice things to say. Well, not not nice things to say. Oh, we haven't yet. Just, yeah, well, we haven't yet. And I'm not. I'm, honestly, I don't think I'm going to have any nice things to say about it because don't get me wrong. I love certain aspects of social media. I hate other aspects of social media, as per dark side and light side of social media, which you can find on Casting Views on all major platforms. Um, they they turned around and they compared it to a couple of things that have happened previously. So. Business Insider had a couple of points in the article. So we've seen points in time like this before, like how the printing press revolutionized how we share information or how the telephone um, changed how we communicate across distances. 
fast forward to the smartphone age and we use our phones more times than we speak to our spouse. I think in most instances, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like you look at how many times you look at your phone or pull your phone out to do something, it is more times than you speak to the people that are around you in reality, isn't it? Yeah, and I challenge anyone here who hasn't been watching a film with a partner, friend, family member, anyone, and hasn't picked up the phone to check something during it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So 100%. to be honest, yeah. Yeah, and this is the thing now. I mean, I don't know if that's also why cinemas are dying a death as well. But it's true. I think that even now, when we look at how dangerous social media is, we've never really, and no one's ever really challenged it. I mean, we've spoken about, no, we haven't spoken, but society has talked about gaming addiction and actually classifying it as a proper addiction because people do genuinely spend the majority of their lives gaming. And if you're not getting any benefit in terms of you're not doing it for money or you're not doing it for any kind of financial game or job, if you are spending so much time gaming that it is affecting your relationships around you your outside world the thing that you do do for a job then at that point it is an issue just like if you were to drink for that long time or Mm. you do drugs for that period of time and i think that we've never really actually had a discussion about social media and how poisonous that addiction actually is because when we look at it everybody has spent so much time on social media you look at big celebrities and especially over covid period social media is all it is and i can see the metaverse and and this is why I don't like what I think the faking that the unsaid the unspoken intention is of the metaverse. I think the unspoken intention of the metaverse is to take all of that attention that people to give to social media and times it by ten. I think they want instead of people's screen time being seven hours a day, I think that Meta are looking at people's screen time being sixteen hours a day. I think that's what they want, Definitely. and I don't. Yeah, and and that's that's what worries me a little bit, to be honest. Definitely, because. Let's not make any bones about it. However that advert has come across or what they're portraying in the advert, they're going to make money from this. This is to make money. This isn't to connect yeah. the world. This is to make money. Now, yeah. now, something I was thinking about as well is, and to link a couple of things you said just like there and what you said about potentially capturing the younger generations, I think it will be the younger, and by younger, I kind of mean like 30, mid-30s downwards initially, but they're going to be the ones who are going to want to be in this initially and want to really be part of it and then once you've got that it's then embedded in a generation like you said and then it will just continue to pass down so that's where it's going the the hook's going to be i just think could you imagine and and this is going to generalize certain people and 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 certain feelings but meta want to connect the world now i'm just thinking can you imagine if you are socializing that the whole point i think of of going down to the pub going to a restaurant going to a theater is about getting rid of the stress and the, the sadness or the feelings you know the, the pressure that's built up in a week you go out and you forget everything can you imagine if you're doing that but it's virtually and then you take off the headset and then you're just still on your couch at home yeah yeah people could say well when you come home from a night out isn't that same thing no because i think you've been out you've experienced it it's that whole thing of getting out and, and and what's the word you know it's that venting it's that it's that release whereas that pressure's still there because all you've done is put a headset on and you've been sitting down you haven't had that love you haven't had that atmosphere yeah if they do virtual fights like you're in a pub and then you spill someone's pint on the table next to you and then a fight kicks <laughs> off like you know <laughs> that, that might make it feel a bit better it's going to be within certain parameters isn't it it's going to be within certain limits and that's what's going to make it fake 
Yeah. And do, do you know what it is as well? And and I think there was an image that captures the change of technology because I think that there's a third picture in the series. So there were two photographs and it was both at times where the new Pope was sworn in. Okay. So obviously when a Pope's sworn in, this is a massive tangent, but I'm linking, I'm <laughs> going to get there, I promise. So when the Pope was sworn in, so I think it was the one in, I think, was there one in the end of the 90s stroke early 2000s there was a pope that died wasn't there while he was sitting or a couple of years afterwards i can't remember john paul yeah and there was a picture of when the new pope was then elected and obviously everybody sits in the square and it was people just watching people watching with their own eyes waiting for white smoke to come out of that yeah. chimney yeah yeah and then they skip to pope francis's when he was selected and it's the same amount of people except this time they're not watching with their own eyes they've got it through the lens of their smartphones yeah. because they're recording yeah. the event because they're not watching it. Do you know what the next election of the Pope's going to be? No one's going to be in that square. They're going to be on their sofas at home in a virtual version of the Vatican City. That's what the next step is. Now, it's funny you mentioned that because recently I watched the Oasis Nebworth gig in 96. Yeah. So I was there, I was on the Sunday and they've released the album. So I've bought the album and I bought the, one of the deluxe packs. So it came with a Blu-ray of the documentary they've done plus the concert. Now, again, yeah, bear with me on this. The reason I'm bringing this up is each night there are 125,000 people there and they were just jumping, singing and eyes laser pinpointed on the stage. Whereas now it's iPads in the air. Yeah. And where I'm going with this is because I, I think I agree with you, just like your, your analogy there of the Pope. Something I thought, actually just before COVID hit, something I started thinking was, you know, when they started doing these holograms of the dead artists, is soon, I said to myself, what will happen is, why will an artist have to tour the world when they could just tour in what, sing in one place and that can be beamed around the world holographically? So yeah. you would go, it wouldn't necessarily, I wasn't thinking necessarily in your home, but you could go to Wembley Stadium and the concert that's taking place in LA or the concert that's taking place in Paris would be take, you know, virtually beamed in London. Or that artist could be singing in their own home and beamed around the world. This would then take it a step further and you could then watch it from your living room. So, you know, we've seen it just recently with ABBA, haven't they? They've done one where they de-aged themselves and they've done a virtual concert yeah and and again for me part of going to a gig is to be amongst all those people now covid is going to yeah. scar people i think covid is going to fit is going to make people afraid but yeah it's the atmosphere it's a, it's a being shoulder to shoulder and you yeah. know getting getting pushed and jostled you know what we'll have to liken it to something that we did recently as well because we went to football didn't we yeah we went and watched the semi-final of the euros italy versus Spain right and we went because we wanted to go because it was we're never going to see another tournament where Italy play in England yeah. because obviously if you didn't know by now we're, we're Italian <laughs> <laughs> where Italy are playing in England in the semi-final of a tournament how often are we going to get that opportunity exactly. we wanted to go and I wanted to go because I wanted to see it with my own eyes the stress, the excitement, the frustration, the anger, the joy, everything I felt when I was at that game, I only felt it because I was there. If I'd have watched that game on TV, I would have had none of that emotion. Yeah. If I'd have turned around and been in some virtual reality where I'd sat in a virtual Wembley Stadium, I would have had none of that experience. And that's because it's true. Like you were saying, you weren't sat there with 65,000 other people, all nervous as shit, 
all sharing those same emotions and those same feelings. That was the experience. And I feel like it's taken away from the actual experience. But again, in a COVID generation, what do we value the most from something physical? What do we value the most from a football game, from a concert, from a show? What is the thing that we value? Because to me, it's the atmosphere. It's the sense of being there. It's seeing it with my own eyes. It's the experience I've seen. I witnessed it. But now it seemed to be that there was a period of time where people would go to a gig and all they'd do is film one and a half hour sets with their phone and then tell their mates that they'd been there. I was like, yeah, but you weren't there, were you? Because you watched it from your phone. <laughs> exactly. And it's also, ab- absolutely, I agree with everything you said in terms of why we'd want to go there. But also, for me, it's some of the things you don't necessarily think about as well. It's like when you're walking out of a stadium, it's the stories you're hearing, the shared sadness that you've lost the game or the, or the shared joy that you're having with various people that you don't know. You're never going to see again. Yeah. It's the stories yeah. you hear, the little groups that, spl- that splinter off. I've been to a couple of events in the past, some big football matches. I've also been... I was lucky enough to see when I was in Orlando, I saw Orlando Magic versus Miami Heat. I'm not a basketball fan as such, but I really wanted to see that. And for a lot of the match, I was actually looking around. I was looking at the other supporters. I was looking at the the stadium, you know, and you're soaking in. And, and do you remember when we were at that football match, just the noise of the fans, you know, it's, it's a yeah. pure noise that you can't get from a TV screen or a, or, or a sound system. For me, it's those experiences people very sort of people could fall into they they treasure things or experiences and for me it's experiences like i said it's it's the little stories that you come away forget almost the 90 minutes of football it's the the stories leading up when you get there the, the fans in the in the tube and the train the stories you hear the, the the funny camaraderie between the mock rivalry outside it's those little things that you you can only get if you're there. I agree. And, and, and in, in my mind, the metaverse seeks to destroy all of that. That That's what my opinion is. Yeah, it will be good for certain things. But ultimately, you'll believe you're experiencing more things, but you're not. You're just seeing more things. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah. I was going to say one of the things. So I mentioned that second life that I had a quick look because, like I said, I've, I've seen it referenced before and seen it in articles. What makes me think? this can really take off is that that was in 2003 right the report i was looking at said that it as of 2017 it still had 600 no sorry i had about yeah 800 to 900,000 so let's say just under a million people still on it but in november 2010 there were 21.3 million accounts registered so this was sort of 11 years ago a third of england let's say were active users on this world and it was similar i think it was a world where you had you had your own avatar and you lived a life that it was called second life i mean that, that says it all right yeah so what i'm thinking is if 11 years ago or, or even go back to 20, 2003 where the technology we didn't have the technology we have now if that many people were doing it can you imagine how much it will be taken up now when you do have the enhanced technology and the virtual reality to go with it and and there was a lot of money spent on that. Sorry, go, go on. It's just scary concepts, though. It's just scary concepts. I feel like, again, I'm going to reference Elon Musk yet again, <laughs> right? I can't remember, but he got asked a question about what he thinks, like, either, like, the purpose of life is or, or, you know, one of those bullshit philosophical questions. And he turned around and said, I think the most likely event is that we are currently in a simulation. And you know what? With mm. the way that the world's going, I genuinely believe him. 
Because in a thousand years' time, will we have got, not even a thousand years' time, in 50 years' time, are we at a point where life is so real inside of virtual reality, we actually think it's real life? I, d- I think, well, someone's definitely taking the piss at the moment. <laughs> Whoever's in control of this, it really Oh, yeah, yeah. Like whoever whoever <laughs> our, our outside virtual fucking overlords are have been taking the piss. You know what? It, I, oh, God, imagine I'm going to come out. I am the person speaking to you right now. I am an avatar. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm convinced. I am. I am. I'm going to say whoever's controlling my avatar is, is, is not doing very well. I think they, they need to learn to play the game better, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe mine and your, your people skip the fucking um, tutorial, tutorial mission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's no, well, right sorry go on no no go on go on, no, go on. i was just gonna say you know we, we've spoken about money and like, like i said i i didn't want to go too too much into it because it's not what we were going to discuss but this second life right it had an internal economy and it had a virtual token that was named after its creator where they could use to sell rent or trade land goods and services with other users right now in 2015 alone bear in mind that was only six years ago it was said that approximately that second life users had cashed out approximately 60 million us dollars fucking hell yeah and that second life had an estimated gdp of 500 million us dollars higher than some countries and and yeah, and that's just something that isn't even that well known. That you know, like I said, you didn't know about it. A, a lot of people probably don't don't know about it. And it's it's got a, a GDP of five hundred million. That's more. Yeah, I imagine that that's more than countries like Liechtenstein. Uh, ima- imagine that virtual worlds yeah. are essentially what are now small countries. Yeah. I'm glad that you talked about the whole property thing as well because that opens us up into an entirely new whole gigantic shit heap can of worms that i've discovered (laughs) so we've got metaverse property now this is actually a website that you can go on because if you don't know there's loads of metaverses where you can buy property so some of the most popular ones decentraland the sandbox upland all of these virtual worlds and on the metaverse property website what they do is they collate all of the um, kind of free plots or they're they're almost like a virtual estate agent yeah 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 Right, that sounds ballistic, but fair enough. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll read I'll read you a little bit about them and what they say they are. And okay. we're definitely, I apologise because they're definitely not sponsoring this 50% of casting views, I can tell you one thing. About us, the Metaverse Group is a leading virtual real estate company offering exposure to this industry via the Metaverse. We facilitate the acquisition of virtual property along with a suite of virtual real estate-centric services that are provided by pioneers of the crypto, blockchain, and non-fungible token industries. We currently offer, or plan to offer, the following services to help you enter and engage in the Metaverse. Buying and selling of virtual real estate, development of virtual land, and in brackets, no word of a lie, this is what they've fucking written in brackets, open bracket, we help bring your dream to life, close bracket. Expert level consulting for all major metaverses, finding a rental within the metaverses to fit any need, property management. And if you go to their mission statement, right, where they've got the people that own this company on the website, this is what their mission statement is. At the end of the day, our pride stems from our commitment to do what's right. In times when it matters most, we let our values guide us. Accomplishment, partnership, courage, and innovation. That means hard work and honesty, a commitment to quality and craftsmanship, having the courage to stand for what we believe, and always holding ourselves accountable. This, honestly, sounds like the most (laughs) ballistic, crazy shit I've ever seen. Excuse me, right, because we're definitely marking this as 18+. plus. This is honestly fucking mental. 
I, I cannot get my head around this. Property, right, here you go, services. <laughs> property property management in a you're, virtual you're, world. Property you're going to blow the audio levels, calm down. Right, right, property <laughs> management in a virtual, I've never been so angry with a topic in my entire life because I've this, this has to be a scam. This must be a parody, surely. <laughs> we offer full property management services for your virtual real estate, virtual missing the L, so all the money they're making, they can't hire a fucking... Um, editor to go over the website fine no matter the type of business you have in the metaverse we're able to provide end-to-end management of it allowing you to free up your, t- your time while we look after all of the details the typical duties we're able to provide are renting of your property to clients technical and visual maintenance of your property what do you mean technical and visual maintenance collecting of rents point of contact for all client related issues these lot are like airbnb but for pixels so I can rent out your virtual property. Yeah. So I buy, let's say I buy some, t- and when I, I'm not joking when I say this, some virtual land is literally selling in these metaverses for millions and millions of dollars. You can have eight bedroom houses in the UK, or you can buy 18,000 pixels on a virtual screen and jack each other off in the metaverse. And apparently that's a better waste, a better spend, a better spend of your money. But Lou, this is why I'm saying I am worried that this will, this will really take off because I'm just going to jump back a second because this does link to what you've said. But th- let's go back to this second life, right? I just want to read a little bit more about the currency. So that Linden dollar I said, basically they're saying it had no monetary value and not redeemable from them. But what you could do is pay it into a PayPal account, right? And and that's it's unavailable. But what they're saying was that they're saying Linden Lab reports that the second life economy generated three million dollars in economic activity during the month of September 2005. Right now, in September 2006, Second Life was reported to have a GDP of, of, of 64 million. So this just backs up what I said earlier about it continuing. Right. But this is what I'm going to say here in, in 2013. They released an infographic showing that over 10 years, $3.2 billion in transactions for virtual good had exchanged hands between Second Life residents with an average of 1.2 million transactions a day, right? But get this, and this now comes back to what you were saying. At its height in 2006, hundreds of thousands of dollars were changing hands daily as residents created and sold a wide variety of virtual commodities. Second Life also quickly became profitable due to the selling and renting of virtual real estate. 2006 saw Second Life's first real-world millionaire converted an initial investment of nine, this is how it's written here, $9.95 into over $1 million over the course of two and a half years. She built her fortune primarily buying, selling, and renting virtual real estate. If this was successful then, all these years ago, the power that, we've currently got now or the or the power that is currently in meta's hands i can't see how it can't be a success through them but more so because there's going to be more people in on it like you i can't imagine paying to visit something virtually again i don't get and if anyone's listening you know i'm not tell us why you think it would work why why you would be if you're interested or why it would work i am struggling to get why you would do that it's not like reliving a memory of the past or seeing a band you, you can't see, uh, you can never see, that you've always wished you could. Imagine if I could have seen Nirvana play live or if I could see the Beatles play live. Instead, you're going to charge me, what, five grand to come stay at your 
six bedroom flat that you and and if you've designed it i shudder to think kind of what's in there but but that's what we're talking about i've just got a follow-up question regarding second life then so what is the status of second life right now in 2017 there was it had declined to between 800 and 900,000. So, yeah, but I imagine that obviously the boom. So, so property, I imagine in oh, this is absolutely ballistic. So, property in, in Second Life and rentals, I imagine, will have just dropped off entirely now. You would imagine if, if that's even a thing in there and it's not just if, gone if back even, to maybe being right. a game. Exactly. So, what I'm saying, what I'm saying then is what, what happens when the end of meta comes? Yeah, is what yeah, I'm saying. What happens, the, the issue that I had with the whole NFT boom with, with NFTs and trading of NFTs, like I said, I think that it's great. People should should risk as much as they're willing to lose because what it is, is it's just gambling. That's that's really what it is. The issue that I had with NFTs is what happens when eventually the fad dies. This is what I'm talking about with the metaverse, that unless you're keeping, unless, like I said, Mark Zuckerberg intends on ruling the world and constantly evolving this virtual world to make it fresh and exciting all the time, what happens when you spent millions of dollars on this virtual bullshit land and it all comes to an end? What then? Because if I buy the Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa is always the Mona Lisa. I've always got that picture of the Mona Lisa. I own the Mona Lisa. What happens when the di- digital world gets deleted because no fucker uses it anymore? Well, the argument would be they're probably saying they've got the power and we've got the compulsion and addiction and desire now to be in a constantly virtual world. What some people would say is whether there's a conspiracy to control people. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. I genuinely think that's what it is. Because when we look at social media sites, let's be honest, only a few of them have actually done it right. In my mind, Twitter is dying a death, I think, if I'm being honest about it. I think that Twitter and the application of Twitter, I think Instagram's probably dying a death because it's boring. Facebook has been dying a death for utter, absolutely years. And in reality, this is probably what's also driven Mark Zuckerberg to this point. And there were huge social media platforms before Facebook took over, before Twitter took over, that just faded into nothingness. The likes of your MySpace, which is a bit of a meme now, or Bebo, or again, insert any other crap social media network here, all died a death. So when we look at it, at some point, these things will just come to an end. In 10 years' time or 15 years' time, we're going to be looking at Facebook as an entity, and it probably won't exist anymore because there's something that's replaced it. Whether that's the metaverse or something else that's replaced it, that's what's going to happen. I just think to myself, again, what happens when it dies? Because it's inevitable. Unless it's a constantly evolving thing and Mark Zuckerberg genuinely wants to control every aspect of your life, and that's what it is about, it will die at some point. So that's what the concept scares me. Like surely, surely Meta and all these big executives must know that the risk that comes along with this in terms of making this a huge project is monumental because at some point people get bored. So they must have found a way to combat it. This is literally the company and companies that have been paying people to make social media more addictive for years. They must have it figured out. And that's what worries me. I think that's valid, but I don't even think, for me, that's not the initial concern, right? My initial concern is, and again, some of the things that have happened in that second life. Facebook hasn't been the most secure and, the you yeah. know, the Facebook group. So what about security? Going back a few years, but in 2006, that second life, their database was compromised and customer information and, and passwords and real names, et cetera, had been accessed. So... But then what what they had then found was that the hacker was, in fact, trying to cheat the in-world money system. So how are we going to stop that? How, how You know, we have massive 
organizations being hacked and cyber you know cyber security is probably <laughs> well after a global pandemic cyber security is probably the biggest threat in the world now i think and yeah do we trust meta or any company to put almost all our life in their hands i'm not sure i'm ready for that yeah yeah and i don't have it here as well but there's also if children are going to be in this world which we know they are what's the protection for them yeah that would be a concern and then i think what you said think you're going to have enough generations coming up for there to be that addiction that continuation of people lapping up the service i think that's going to be some time down the line but everything's going to everything gets usurped everything fades out and something new comes in for me i think twitter is still i I like twitter i think it's still great for stuff like community i think it is good you know that we've mentioned before the podcast community is it being used or as used as what it when it first came out is it as innovative probably not i still prefer it over facebook Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Facebook is the worst one of the lot. But yeah, but in five years' time, when the next social media platform comes out that potentially rivals it, people jump onto it. We see it all the time. I mean, you know, when WhatsApp was bought out, I think, by Facebook, I know a load of people that then jumped off and wanted to go to a different messenger service. And and it's a really, that's a really kind of micro level. Or is the plan that Meta is going to dominate everything and they can't be a competitor? <laughs> Well, this this is what I'm saying. And genuinely, again, and, and I'm not one for any kind of like world gigantic, you know, secret society plan to control people. However, all of these execs, Mark Zuckerberg is an intelligent bloke. Ultimately, Facebook is one of the biggest social media platforms in the entire world. It is an aspect of basically everyone's life. I don't know how many active users they've still got on Facebook, but it's billions of people. They must have thought about the long-term implications and how they can avoid dying a death, surely. For a project this big to turn around and say, this is going to replace the internet as you know it, there must be um, a contingency plan, Well, there's probably also, it's a bit of hype, isn't it? I mean, we, we've seen it before, and, and it is different, but we've seen it before, kind of, even at gaming level. Remember, the Kinect was going to revolutionise the Xbox. We've said as well, the, the, the iToy for um, yeah, the, 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 the PlayStation. But we've got virtual reality now, but I've not wanted to use it, because I know I'd play it for half hour here and then, and then probably either vomit or fall over for the next couple of hours. But these things are going to evolve. So at some point, someone was going to do this. So I can't, I don't think I could sit here and say they shouldn't do it because if it wasn't them, I think another company would do it. It's going to happen. A company already like this, like Meta, who already have so much in the terms of what they own, like WhatsApp, et cetera. If I go into this world, if I say Twitter, is that going to be bleeped out? Can I talk about competitors? Are they only going to show me, can I look, you know, if we're talking about cars, if if they've got a, a deal with, Ford, am I going to be able to see a Vauxhall car yeah. or a Peugeot or Nissan? It's it's that kind of thing that we don't know about. Are we going to be restricted? Are you only going? Are you just going to be shown what the company where they're getting their their payments from? But as well, sorry, leading on from that as well. Then, so again, I'm of the opinion that Meta intends to take over what is your real life. To be honest, like I said, I think that they intend on going from seven hours of screen time on a phone to 16 hours of screen time on a pair of glasses. That's what I think they're doing. Right. So what about censorship then, for instance? So let's say that you can't use foul language on some social media platforms. So what happens in in this 
like alternate reality? Is it a point where you change yourself because oh, I can't get banned from my virtual world because then I can't interact with my friends virtually because then I can't do that? Do you know what I mean? What about censorship when it comes to, okay, we've got to replace the internet. This is what the world is going to be like. Essentially, we are the overlords that control what you can actually also put on the platform. Because let's be honest, if Facebook don't like something, they have it removed. We've had loads and loads of news stories about whether it's um, news companies or people being removed from social media. And some of them I do agree with, some of them I don't, all of that sort of stuff, right? But they are the ones setting the rules for that. I don't like that. But that's, when that's, this, yeah. this, sorry, just to lead up, this needs to be regulated by governments. I'm being serious when I say that. this no, no, needs to be regulated by exactly legislation. Yeah, that's, that's exactly my point. It's going to be, we're only going to see what they want us to see. And the likelihood is we're only going to see who they've got the sponsorship deals with. Yeah. Now, in terms of censorship, the smart way, and I'm sure they've thought of this, but if not, hit me up for uh, the patent. It's going to be linked to your national insurance number or whatever. It's like, right, this person's 16. So if they, can you imagine you walk into a pub, but you don't see the alcohol, <laughs> you know, you just see the soft yeah, drink. Yeah. You, yeah. you walk into, I, I don't know, you walk into a cinema and, and you can't get a showing of the, the 18 film because you're only 16. That that is oh, virtual strip clubs. <laughs> they just don't appear on the street. Imagine, <laughs> or they're blurred. What, You've got blurred. Yeah, what about the virtual dirty shops that are on the high street that don't have a sign out in front of them? You just don't see them. If you're underage, you just see those black lines across the, the certain bit. It's like GTA strip clubs, but in virtual reality. Yeah, trying to find a copy mod. <laughs> but that's it. Then actually, that's where the that's where the black market will be is in hacks for that world. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think we have to say here, right? I mean, we're we're an hour in, and depending on how much I have to cut out from your ranting, but we, you know, we're out. We're an hour in, <laughs> so this will be the marker. We're an hour in, and we are. I think we have to say we are theorizing what this is or isn't right. I think yeah. we're not far off. So it's going to be. Christmas in a couple of weeks. So, Matter, if you want to hit us up with some of your goggles or glasses or whatever, we're still open for it. We, we, we you know, we'll, we'll be happy to road test it. But I think it's we have to say that we're kind of guessing where it's going to be. But I think, I think what we're saying probably, while there might be a few leaps here and there, it feels a logical progression of it, yeah. the initial video it, of "Hey, we're fun. We're playing yeah. poker online. Where, where are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm in the office, but I'm with you here online virtually." Yeah, it's not it's not unreasonable. I don't feel like anything that we've gone to has been an unreasonable step to take, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Because when we look at it, when we look at social media companies and track records, like Facebook have been questioned by fucking American government before about privacy concerns. And Mark Zuckerberg sits there sipping his water and can't answer basic questions about Facebook and privacy leaks. I don't like it. I don't think it's acceptable. And the problem is with government is they are already so far behind the crypto NFT world that by the time they even catch up to, to Meta, Meta will be everybody's lives. Yeah. That's the problem that I also have. There needs to be regulation for this sort of thing. Like we regulate everything that could potentially do damage in your life, don't we? We turn around and we regulate alcohol because we put taxes on it and we put taxes on the price. We regulate cigarettes. We put tax on the price of cigarettes and you can only buy cigarettes if you're a certain age. What is regulating well, no, but this the metaverse? Is, no, but this is it. And you hit on something good. The digital world, even though it's been here for years, well, our, let's let's say for our country anyway, I'm not going to speak for, say, the US or anyone else. Our country hasn't caught up legislative wise with the online world. 
yeah. so for example even like music artists if the digital world wasn't there i think music artists would love that because they make like a penny or so from their streaming right the legislation for digital world online internet it's not there so at what point what makes us think we're going to catch up for something that's your whole life rather or, or sorry not your whole life but is is wanting to take over your life rather than it just being a you know the internet an app on your phone or you know streaming a, of, of a music a, a streaming music service i think you're right it would have to absolutely be because everything else is tightly governed it's the fact that it's virtual there is going to be real money change hands that, that wasn't mentioned in in that video and it's not of course it's not but ultimately yeah. this is going to be there to make a profit and the profit comes from us spending money and yeah. what we're going to spend money on they'll probably the crypto will probably be part of the bargain here yeah yeah well this is the thing sorry sorry i forgot to mention when we talk about purchasing of virtual property as well it's all done with cryptocurrency yeah well yeah there you go there you so go. so basically crypto is built into all of these metaverses and these these places where you can buy virtual land well can you imagine again going back to what we said earlier it'll be right i want to i want to pay this with uh dogecoin did you mean Bitcoin? No, no, I want to pay with Dogecoin. Are you sure you don't want to pay with Bitcoin? No, no, I want to pay with Dogecoin. <laughs> well, well, no, I think you should pay with Bitcoin. It's like, can I only pay with Bitcoin? We're not saying that, but we really want you to pay with Bitcoin. It, it, and that's what I'm trying to say. Is it's You're, you're going to be out of control with what you're going to see and, and, and be told. I, I, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know. that it, it, it's, it's a long way off. I, I don't think this is going to be anything quick. I think I think it's going to take quite a few years to even get like a basic thing, the, the basic probably metaverse. And you know it is going to be introduced with all the fun things, don't you? That's yeah, how it's yeah, going to start. Yeah. The only thing I can liken it to, have you seen um, Ready Player One? I haven't, but I've seen that film mentioned a load of times in articles. I've seen it and I really enjoy the film, but it's got a lot of 80s and kind of 90s references, like pop culture thing. And I've actually... This week, my other half, she bought me the the sequel, Ready Player Two, ironically, um, and it is it, it it kind of is that it's an online world where people spend most of their time, you know, you know, in 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 the real in that virtual world, they're whoever they want to be, and it's a flashy avatar, and they do work, and they that ah, oh, it's it's after we've done this, watch out, and and I think you'll see that author's vision of what this kind of thing could be. It just feels like at the minute we are living in some sort of like terrible like dystopian future that was written in the 80s this is kind of what it feels like this is what like somebody's nightmarish version of what the future would look like where we're turning around and deciding to live in computers rather than in real life like, i'm telling you the next stage is like of our, our consciousness being uploaded to computers i'm telling you this is it I've, I've just got a couple more things to say i i think it's inevitable i'm not necessarily saying the concept in and of itself is a bad thing i think it's got applications for such good use, but it's just these initial applications will never be where it stops. Ironically, in, in, in a world where we're now supposed to be more connected, and, and we've said it ourselves in the good social media does, right, that you can connect with people, but you're not, you're not really connecting with people. And I think where COVID has helped us become a bit more isolated. And I think yeah. this can only make us more isolated. I, I like I said, you know, we, we are quite doom and gloom about it, but I, I just don't see a point of if you've got that virtual world that you can live in, 
why would you be in that world if that's not where you, where you want to spend more of your time? Yeah, yeah. And I think I just hope that you know the future doesn't become isolated. I I, I don't know. That, that, that's kind of I think. I'm not sure I've I've got much more to say. Like I said, happy to be proven wrong. And if they want to send us some Christmas goodies, do it. I just can't. You, you can test them solely. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're gonna be like, "You need to try the metaverse. It's amazing." Oh my god, how long were you in there? Oh, 36 hours straight. I even slept in my virtual property. <laughs> even for the good stuff, I just hope that it doesn't take over. I, like I said, you the, the, r- real life. Whilst it is tough and can be difficult, there's a lot of beauty out there. And I think being isolated, I I, I can only see it isolating people more yeah i agree i think yeah i think again as as my kind of final words on it i think that my biggest problem is is that we are not ready in terms of governments regulations i don't think we are prepared for what the metaverse could be and how invasive it could be into our daily lives i think that that's the intention i think that that's what meta as a company and metaverses are about i think it's about taking you away from your real life and making your virtual world in essentially your reality i don't think the world's prepared for it though and i also don't think that people have had enough of a discussion about what social media in its present form actually is and how much more invasive the metaverse will be because i think it's an entirely different beast from the problem that we've already got and i don't think that there's going back once it takes a hold my final final word is just to link to last week's episode on con scams and frauds if you haven't listened to it download it and listen to it because it's very good i think in that we discussed the con scams and frauds that happen in the real world now a lot of that is online now can you you can only imagine already people are going to start thinking, right, how can we start conning people in a virtual world? There's going to be so much opportunity. I think, how do you police that for a start? How, how is a virtual world policed? How, how do you know what's going on? Yeah, imagine people selling you um, virtual property and what they've done is they've put the decimal point in the wrong place and you've actually got a tiny plot of pixels <laughs> as opposed to the 18 million that you thought you had. Uh, it's going to be digital property fraud. <laughs> Or people let what 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 if somebody logs in as you <laughs> in your virtual world? What if all like how do you log in? How is it how is it got to be authorized? Is it just a password? Can your can your account be compromised? Someone logs in as you to go and hang out with your mates? How weird would that be? I just think it's, if they're logging in as me, think, they'll re, they'll log out quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to see that I don't have a property in the metaverse and be like, oh no, I picked the wrong one. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think scary concept, scary. Let, thing. Let's let's uh, let's like revisit it. this in twenty years' time. Yeah, yeah, I think you know what. At some point, when it launches as a full thing, I think we should probably touch back on this because I'm telling you now, I do not want to step foot in the metaverse. This will be the final, final, final word. What will be brilliant is in like five years when what I've said comes true about these virtual concerts and then people are holding virtual iPads up in the virtual concerts to record the virtual footage. To then go and show their (laughs) virtual friends in their virtual world that they were at the virtual concert. Yeah, yeah. It's literally, this is like Inception, but for virtual reality. Inception cubed. It's awful. Right, I think we'll have to leave it there. Right, apologies for my colossal rant on this episode. As you can see, my blood pressure rose slowly uh, as as we got towards the middle. If you've got any thoughts on the metaverse, what what do you think about it? Do you think it's a dangerous concept? Do you love it? I mean, have you bought property in the metaverse, any of the metaverses yet? 
Do you think Mark Zuckerberg is the world's next super villain? Super villain? And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, do drop us a review. If you've got any thoughts, pop us an email at castingviewspod at gmail.com. Send us a tweet. And as always, we know there's many a podcast from which you can choose. So we thank you for listening to Casting Views. Thank you.